Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read and Weep, a podcast about movies and my friends being mean to be about my taste in them. This is season five. Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse is the name of this season. That's the name of the game we're playing. I'll tell you more about that soon. Um, And we're just three retired gun, four retired gunslingers playing a very long movie watching game. Um, I am your host, as always, Alex Falcone, but you can call me Cowboy Money. Uh, and I'm recording, as always, from North Koreatown, Los Angeles. I'm joined today. He's at Anthony Lopez, part two on Twitter. He's in Southeast Portland. He was talking about the Queen again on Independence Day, no less. It's Anthony Lopez. Alex, I'm glad you brought up us making fun of you for your movie opinions. And this may be a little inside baseball, but you know, at the end of every episode, especially when we really dog on Alex, he likes to look at us with tears in his eyes and he goes, <laughs> I didn't deserve that. <laughs> I didn't deserve any of that. And we all in unison look at him and just say, you know, Alex, deserve ain't got nothing to do with it. I was building a podcast following. <laughs> also joining us today, he's the co-host of the Old Gamers Almanac pod. Um, he's from the woods of Brooklyn. And they call him Two Guns, but he only carries the one pistol, if you know what I'm talking about. It's Hunter Robinson. Yeah, I needed the, yeah, that's what you should give me. I always want to be that character in the story. The uh, the the penis character, I mean, basically. There's one penis character in his hand, there's, and con. Oh, yeah, there's a con. There, there's a, there's, yeah, yeah. That's an opinion to have. Pro penis, con penis. <laughs> just, there's just a, there's a king size and there's a twin, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I anyway, sorry, that's what were you saying? I, I was going to say the issue was that his, his, his main pistol exploded in his hand and that like was a really disastrous for him. So I don't know if this is the person you want to be generally. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, the other sure. one, if it exploded in his hand, sips coffee. Wow, <laughs> Alex. Wow. That was sort of a wow. fill-in-the-blank joke. Here's the problem. Already, like, dude-heavy movie, and then, like, the, a major inciting incident is a guy who thinks his penis is too small. Um, also joining us to round out the panel today, um, he wasn't going to be here, and now he is, and so I don't have an intro for Ezra Fox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, look, I'm just a writer, uh, and 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 maybe I'll maybe I'll shoot someone. No, I won't shoot anyone. I'm just going to ask. I'm gonna, you know, this is like the start of Gonzo journalism, I guess. I guess yeah. it is. Yeah, I mean, yep. he was. I liked because his name was Beauchamp, but it always sounded like bullshit. I thought that was cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is funny. I mean, I don't know how you didn't just immediately go the duck of the podcast. Oh, that's right. That would have been really good. That was pretty funny. Alex, you can be the duck of the podcast if you want. I can be the duck. Okay, that doesn't end great for the duck either. And that was I used Anthony's. I described you as that guy. Um, Good line though. Okay, uh, before we start the show, I want to thank all of our fabulous meat buddies. Um, who have kept this show um, limping down the tracks. If you go to metreon.com, you can join our Patreon and, ke- and help support us uh, for some reason. And um, we will take all of that money at the end, put it in a purse, and hand it to a gunslinger who does something that we've wanted him to do for a while. And we appreciate everyone who supports our show. So we are in it. This is going to be a brisk episode today. We have places to be. We're recording in the morning, which is very uncomedy. And so Hunter suggested or Anthony suggested, one of you suggested we skip the news, and uh, we can't, it's too much important news. Orcs are women now. What is that? No, okay. Um, Wait, what? You guys didn't see the story? Okay. No, I don't know what you're talking about. The story we're not talking about is that the new Amazon Lord of the Rings series announced yesterday that some of the orcs will be ladies. There were only boy orcs in the original Lord of the Rings, but it it, it got a whole news cycle about girl orcs. So if you're if are you're people mad, are there, are there people that are upset about girl yeah. orcs? Is I'm that just what, assuming that what there are, and I'm not on that part of the internet. I, um, I mean, look, I, I'm I, looking this up. Tolkien cons- confirmed in a letter dated October 1963, you know, that female orcs have existed. This is fine. Yeah, you know, you know what I think? I, I what pisses me off about this Amazon show and this orc shit. Uh-huh. Um, Damn, SJW's taking our orcs. <laughs> Amazon, get look, I want a fucking orc, but I don't want to feel hetero yeah. about it. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Just think, look, here's the thing. How fucking dare you? You're yeah. making a big Amazon show. You try to get brownie points, and you try to, like, fucking, you know, get headlines, and get patted on the back, because you come up with female orcs, who I'm <laughs> sure boss, are still getting, orcs, have, like, girl boss orcs, orcs who are leaning in. Absolutely, like no characterization and just be evil monsters still. But yes, the main thing is like you're also the first big show that is doing like women dwarfs, and you have them look all fuckable with no beards. 
It's like, oh. you want Whoa. to talk about the Are you serious? The actually, yeah. The, the thing that's actually like in the books, it's talked about, is acknowledged. Dwarf women have beards. It would be a cool thing and to see. It hot. would be. It would yeah. be very cool. It yeah. would be neat. It would be visually interesting. It would separate them. It would just be a fun thing to pit on screen. And they were like, no, a dwarf's women need to be fuckable. They need it's to be adorable. Beards right. off of them. It's so insulting <laughs> that it's like, oh, well, we, we got to have them still be hot. It's just like. <laughs> Like they could be hot with beards, but it's just like it's just. I think that would be so much more interesting if you could if you did it and you were like Dude. had all of this new generation of kids getting into Lord of the Rings and being like, I guess this is what I like. I yeah, yeah. I, oh, like I like a like luscious a, beard. I like a Wh- luscious bearded lady. Oops. Yeah, give it women, to me. Women dwarfs would be horizons. Television should be should be what Jessica Rabbit was to our generation. Yeah. It should be. It was planted in the brains. I know, because I, I always think of rabbits as being extremely hot now because of that. Yeah. Do you think uh, the next thing is going to be... You know, She wasn't actually a rabbit. You understand that, right? Yeah. Because, to be clear, this is a taken last name, right? Yeah, you're, you're thinking of, yeah. That, if she's not at least part rabbit, then that is 100% disgusting. Yeah, you're thinking of Lola Bunny, right? From Space thinking Cat. Yeah, you're Lola thinking Bunny. of Lola right. Bunny. I forgot for a second. This okay. is just a this is just a lady who does it with a rabbit, right? Who also, yeah. you know. Okay, so here's the thing. That was a joke. We were not going to talk about that news. Um, no, and we yet, I need to have a take. The other news we're not going to talk too much about is that Back to the Future: The Musical is coming to Broadway next year, oh, which mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys are very excited about. Everybody anticipated this. I am just finding out, but apparently it's been playing on the West End since 2021. Is it just the first movie? Or is it just the, whole the first trilogy? movie. It's got um, one of the writers from the movie is writ- wrote on it. Um, Bob apparently. Gale? Yes, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Bob Gale. Every everybody seems to the, the reviews. The general reviews seem to be everything is very good except the music, which is um, too bad. The songs are like the songs that are just covers that were in the movie are great, but the new songs are all kind of meh. Like they um, do "Can Time" by Huey Lewis in the news at some point. I would imagine in. The I know there's Huey Lewis in the news, and I don't know all of. The, yeah, probably. Um, yeah. The uh, apparently the DeLorean flies partly over the audience. And it That's lights neat. up and spins around, which is neat. Yeah. The the clips oh, like I Santa saw Claus. did have a lot of rear projection, like they just have like a big digital screen behind it, which is like mm. um, a movie. That's a movie. Oh, You've described yeah, a movie, but now right. the actors are standing in front of the movie. That's I, I great. Don't know. Rocky Horror. We love that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We do like it. Um, well, the, the, like, um, I mean, the greatest cinematic experience in the world. T two three at Universal Studios, the totally oh, that's new three D movie. Talked about Universal rides because the best because yeah. Ezra was just there and yeah. has some themes theories. Um, but the best one is Waterworld, mm. and that's probably in the history of time the only Universal ride that was exponentially better than the film it was based on. I, it lasted I much longer. That a ride though, as you don't yeah. move. Sorry, not a ride. Show. A, a yeah. show. That Sorry, is a seat show. show. Sitting. Yeah. I mean, Terminator three D is also pretty sweet. Yeah. Most rides uh, are just shows where you the yeah. your seat moves now, though. Anyway, we're not talking about that. We're moving on. The thing that I wanted to do briefly in the news segment that I wanted to make sure I talked about is um, uh, this is just a, a discussion from TikTok yesterday that I wanted to bring you guys into. I wanted to bring back and refresh us on our discussion of fake bands from several episodes ago. Um, so I made a little TikTok yesterday about how great the O'Neaters are. Um, yeah. and that thing you do, and specifically about how much I like Cap and Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. H- half but, of your comments on that were just like, does he know that's not how we pronounce the name? Yeah, I know, which is so funny. Wow. Like, Look, I get it. I've seen the movie more recently than you, but like, you've got to know that I know. Wait, right. if, you, if you do it like a little, like put a little mustard on the way, like the O-Neaters. Uh, you're right, yeah, that's, that's true. That's right. Yeah. The O-Neaters. Yeah, right? <laughs> you you, you got you to let us know or like, like that that we that you know and you're talking to you about the writer of the song in the movie i clearly am aware of the Alan, second half of the I movie i don't know what it is about you but you look like the kind of person who would not get it i don't look like, i don't know not, it, they're probably just trolling you alex like it's, it's hard to, it is hard to tell yeah, and it's one of those things that if i respond then they're like i was just because pl- if i say it's the oneaters and then they say it's pronounced wonders then and if I go, it was a joke, then they're going to say, yeah, I was doing the second part of the joke. And if mm. I don't say anything, they'll be like, you didn't know, idiot. Anyway, um, so there's a few of those comments. But mostly, um, there's a couple of other things that I wanted to bring up from this. First of all, um, Sean Whalen, also in the comments, who plays, he's the actor who played their very first fan <gasps> in the movie. And he pointed out, I, I said that that thing you do, the movie, was a hit. And he 
wants it to, would like to clarify that it was mostly a cult hit. It was not a big hit when it came out, and he can yeah. he has the measly residual checks to prove it. Mm. Ooh, which is hard to yeah. argue with. So the reason and it's why funny that we're now airing never... that out there you know what i mean yeah. like we're putting out there that this guy didn't make that much money off the movie he crushed it there yeah yeah he was and it was a it was a fun little for the for a little nope not a little for a character actor <laughs> bit he did a great job on it you're it was a fun <laughs> tiny just little character bit that happened with this guy but, yeah, I yeah. Mean, there's he, a reason why tom hanks never directed again right he did direct again he did larry yeah. uh Crown. Oh, I mean, the reason why he's only directed one other movie, and there's like, a huge crown between them, you know. And that one did not do very well at all. I, yeah. Like that thing you do is a much bigger. So this is one of the things I mentioned in the movie, which I think is very funny about it, is that 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 thing you do was enough of a hit that it counts as a hit. Larry Crown, not a hit, which means Thomas the Hank Engine is a one-hit wonder as a director, which I think is very funny. And also, if I have one goal in life, it's to make Thomas the Hank Engine a thing. Um, Good job making faces for the uh, for the YouTube yeah, yeah. hunter. I hey, I'm here that. for the YouTube. I don't, I'm here for I don't, I don't know. Just wanted to talk. I don't know how this is news when this is just like, hey guys, I did a video. We're gonna talk about that video on the podcast. Yeah, talking about news just, is you did a video. Listen, it's kind of inside baseball. Okay, this feels so Sean, corrupt, first of all, Alex. Sean Whalen commented, "Big news." Second of all, <laughs> I'm sure there are millions of new listeners to the show because they watched the video, want me to acknowledge it. But mostly, a bunch of people mentioned other bands that I don't think we talked about enough in our discussion of. Yeah, it's uh, vertical integration, guys. Yes, wow. guys. It's one point. You were like, you know, when are you going to use your power as an influencer to drive traffic to our podcast? And then I finally do it, and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> the podcast brand is us making fun of you, though. This is no, on brand. Yeah, I exactly. don't deserve They need this. an authentic experience. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> new here. Okay, but people. So some people wanted to call attention to some other fake bands, and so this is not a news segment. This is more of a like listener mail segment, I guess. But this is um, some other fake bands we didn't talk about before. Um, Stillwater's Fever Dog, the song from Almost Famous, got I a like bunch of mentions. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jason Lee, um, which is solid. Also, I don't know if you guys know Scotty doesn't know from Eurotrip. Yeah, yeah. Which is Matt Damon being Damon. a real dirtbag, and yeah. I looked it up. It's a pretty fun song. It's it's about it's about Matt Damon having sex with Scotty's girlfriend in yeah, his van. I, I remember that. I mean, Spinal it's a Tap, solid song. Spinal Tap is a band that's so fake it literally loops around and becomes yes. a real band that actually tours. Yeah. And makes so, so this was a, this was my big question. So one of the things. So when my was talking about fake bands, my wife's first thing she wants to talk about is the Soggy Bottom Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the Soggy Bottom Boys are like you. They toured as the so- not not George Clooney, but the people who actually made the music for the movie toured as the Soggy Bottom Boys afterwards. Uh-oh. And and I wonder. So here's my. I guess this is my question: Is where do, where does that stop being a fake band anymore? Ah, uh, what is a fake band? Yes, I feel like you're making fun of me still. No, I, I'm not. <laughs> it's not your normal ponder. voice when you're having fun. I want to ponder. Well, what so here's is a so fake the thing band. is, there is no such thing as a fake song. They're all actual songs, right? But the bands don't exist. But then, if the bands exist because the thing was good, or like another, a really interesting example is the Monkees, right? Because they were a band created for a TV show that was also a real band that toured as a real band. But it was because uh-huh. of the show, right? There's yeah. also the I mean, Gorillas, which is yes, a digital band. Say, the Gorillas, yeah. Yeah. holographic band. Um, you know what? A fake band has. I, I'm not a big fan of the movie Scott Pilgrim, um, right? But Brie Larson's fake band plays a song in it that's kind of a real banger. Yeah, though, uh, isn't that a real song though? Doesn't she just play like a song by? Somebody? I think it was written like, for the movie. So uh, that's my one qualification because a lot of these are like. They're like covers or songs that someone they just like used the band song. And are. I like it better if it's written for the movie. So I didn't look that one up. Okay, like how about, does the Cantina band from Star Wars count? Yeah, a little jizz jazz. <sighs> yeah, a little jizz jazz. Yeah, a little jizz jazz. We're not saying anything wrong. It's just jizz jazz. That's what it's called. I yeah, I got. I guess I want to say no. That doesn't they have count, a name. Right, they have a name. They have, and, they have a name. Yeah. And it's a song. It's music. Why, man, um, why do you Why do you hate this segment so much, Hunter? No. What? No, I don't hate it. I just this is what it sounds like when I'm trying to go fast. What? <laughs> the, um... Okay, so just the a couple way... more shout-outs that I want to do. One is Sugar what? High from the staff in Empire Records, uh, uh-huh. which is also a pretty good '90s pop punk. And then I uh, and then um, 
you all, you all, everybody by Drive Shaft from oh, yeah, Lost, from baby. Lost. That's, all lost yeah. everybody, That's what it is. Pretty like. rad. And then, of course, probably the, like if it weren't for that thing you do and Captain Gage and the Shrimp Shack Shooters, my second favorite fake band probably has to be Powerline. Powerline's so good. Pa- oh. Powerline from the Goofy movie. Powerline oh, yeah. is just Dogman Michael Jackson and Dogman Michael Jackson and Dogman Prince. And Dogman Prince, yes. It, it, it really is. It's great. Uh, it's weird with the cartoon because it's so clearly like doing a, a version of these other artists, but it's great. And also, that thing you do never helps a dog man get his dog son dog laid. So you got to really power line. Really you gotta get dog also, Dogman Bobby Brown, who I did not know. Oh, I don't, okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel mean, like Powerline is like, great. I feel like there are no fake bands. I feel like they're all just real bands. You know, mm. they're all just real. You know, we this. could make a real band right now. All right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> can we be a real band? You can make a real band. Here we go. Fine, Fine. Hunter. Fine. Fine. We'll talk about something else. We're the hand sanitizer sprays. Oh, no. In and out. No, this is over. Yeah. The segment yeah. Hunter hated this segment. We're moving on. Hand sanitizer sprays. We'll get a song soon. All right. Um, I did not hate that. Here's Perfect. what we do. You use your voice Perfect. changer Alex? four times to be your own barbershop quartet. There we go. Oh, and I we like loot it. Okay. I want some, I want some production on this episode. Uh, Alex, I'm not mad. Uh, you've just never heard me record this podcast in a hurry. You have never experienced that. And this is what it sounds like when I'm <laughs> when I have a million guess, things Yeah, there's to something do. about being in a hurry that sounds so sarcastic. All right, we're I'm, moving I'm on. Hunter is fun. I like this. We have an anchor segment we got to get to, and then we have to do a redraw. So let's get Russian. Okay, so it's time for segment two, the game. It's time for segment two, the game. As you know, we did not use that musical sting to edit or to go to the bathroom. Instead, we just plowed through and yep. made Hunter later for whatever it is he's doing. So, just and here. As and you wait. know, listeners to the show, for season five, we're playing a game. It's kind of modeled after a tabletop game, except it takes forever. And so each week... Well, I mean, that's we, what a tabletop game does, Yeah. Imagine if it was even longer. Um, so this is... Uh, so it, it's called uh, Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse. And each week, one of us gets to choose a new movie that has one actor in common with the last movie. And if you can steer it to your pre-designated movies that you pick at the beginning of the year, you win points. And there are, of course, power cards and grudges and um, Anthony's really not playing. Um, so anyway, that's We're the game. We're our own game, I think. is also the fun thing. <laughs> we are playing four different games, for sure. Uh, this week, it was my choice of movie, and I picked, because Anthony told me to, Unforgiven, the 1992 American revisionist Western directed, Could, produced, and starring... Alex, Alex Knight, Clint, Clint Eastwood. why didn't you just pick the movie you're trying to get to? Because you could have used a power card. Yeah, I couldn't. You said that I could. It was technically one is 2.39 and one's 2.35, and they were also filmed on totally different film stock, and my card says it has to be aspect ratio and film style. Oh, okay. It was, well, it, then. It was neither, so that's why. Okay, okay. Mm. If you Googled it, some websites said that it was the same, and others said it was different, and then the film was so different that it didn't yeah. count. I think... So, I, 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 Personally, I'll, I think this card is bad, and you need to redraw. I just think it's no, a bad card. No, the card is bad, and I need to use it and score points and move on. Yeah. <laughs> and I will just give you a little hint, which is that this movie, Unforgiven from 1992, is, is better definitely the same aspect ratio as Iron Giant. So yeah. if and the film is close enough. So if this, if I get drawn in today's redraw, we're definitely going to watch Iron Giant next week. That's cool. not. Also, I could uh, throw this out there. Um, this movie. Uh, kind of fucking owns. Yeah, I mean that's the reason as well to select it. Well, I so mean, this was an interesting adventure. So you bullied me into watching this. Um, I no, actually, you bullied. You, you, you no, bullied. Actual exercise. We all bullied you. Alex. Okay, yeah. we all you told get me it was a good movie. It was an interesting point. response to last week's "The yeah. Good, the Bad, and the Ugly," which also had yeah, we'll admit, That's how we traveled. I will admit to bullying you all the time. I will gladly <laughs> do that. <laughs> this, I just said. I think, especially uh, because we did Good and Better the Ugly last week, that this is a very fun juxtaposition. This is a great film to contrast with the, a movie like The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Because I it think is... you are definitely right about that. And I was going to say thank you, but no thank you, because I'm going to travel via my power card. But then I found out it didn't actually work. And so I had to yeah. go with you. You didn't believe me at all. This is actually my lack of preparation. But the interesting thing was you talked about how great it was. And then I got a text from Jay number one, longtime uh, fan, friend of the show, listener um, and friend of the show, uh, Jay, who said, uh, least favorite movie of all time. 
Uh, oh, just if somebody absolutely. hates this movie. What else has um, he seen, though? Right? Like, like if he, if uh, this is like, if he's only seen ten movies, there's a lot of bad ones out there. She's watched of. a lot of movies, and specifically, oh. they said they were they were working at a movie theater at the time this came out and saw it a bunch of times. Oh, um, I guess just that's thought, for me. Like, well, this is not... directing terrible dialogue, just really crap across the board, mm. and they only gave Clint Eastwood an Oscar to get him to stop making movies, and he didn't <laughs> take the hint, which I is a very funny idea. theory. Is I don't think an Oscar has ever told people maybe no. you should quit. Maybe a lifetime yeah. achievement yeah. award, but yeah, that's it's like that's you up, if anything. It, yeah, it's like it it's does. yeah, giving someone like look at what the I mean this movie this this is this this the Oscars for this movie was the same year that Al Pacino won for Scent of a Woman, and look what that <laughs> did to his career. Yeah, right, you're right. That locked that's him how we in. Got okay. Yeah. <laughs> Locked him in it in the scent of a woman thing, up. you know. Yeah, that's true. It, I mean, I wouldn't you know, want to miss Duncanino, but um, yeah, I mean, okay. I, I get that this is not exactly a delightful movie. Uh, no, there's not really like like good people in it or heroes. It's just kind of this very bleak. Um, it's just bad and ugly. Very dark. Yeah, I I will say Wait, so. Well, I was just like up, not sure up. what no. to expect going into it, and I generally enjoyed it. But I'm not yeah. ready to say that it totally owns. But I had there were some good parts, and there were, there were some parts that I thought were a little corny. But generally, I was into it. Hunter, what were you I need saying? to comment on something because uh, this movie has more of a moral center than the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so I don't yeah. like calling it just the bad and the ugly because there are, there's actually a morality it, there to this movie. There is a strong yeah. moral core. The Spaghetti Westerns do not really have, It is a very large. strong moral core, which is you it, can kill and maim as much as you want as long as you don't cheat on your wife. And it I also... Like I think that's I mean, a this, strong message. That's, that's way this more human. There's also, also women in it that speak yeah. and have names. Yeah. There you go. That's true. It also true. has... I mean, if anything, there's like... What's uh, one of the things that's kind of really upsetting about this movie is like um, it like its themes and like certain sequences are like more relevant today than they are were when like nineteen ninety two just because of the internet and the way news stories propagate. I mean, I think like the inciting incident of this movie, the way Wild Bill handles it, is a news story we read about every six months of Absolutely. some judge being yeah. like. These are good young boys. Yep. They don't deserve it. I mean, it's like, that's the type of thing in 1992, you can be aware of that. But in 2022, because there's so many, like, I could literally name names of famous of shitbags who got off, white, young white kids who got off horrible crimes with that exact same excuse. Like, the fact that that, this movie acknowledges that and nails that in 92, it's like, it's more upsetting today than it was back then because yeah, I mean, we've seen it? that play that, out so much. There was that huge story, the co- like the cover story about canceled as a teenager last yesterday. That was like hmm. these boys just shared pictures of their girlfriends with everyone in the school, and and now people don't talk to them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like it, this is yeah, very very relevant. I I did I did notice that. Let me give you guys well, a summary if you have not watched yeah. Unforgiven from 1992. It's been a, been, a, been a minute. Um, and uh, oh, I didn't even get through my list. Also, starting in case you're looking for moves for next week, also starring Gene Hackman, Morgan Freeman, Richard Harris, Francis Fisher, and Anna Levine, uh, with scar makeup. Bro, so, don't forget a boy, my boy Saul Rubinek, who I'm a big fan of. Who's Saul Rubinek? He plays the writer. Um, yeah. he's like oh, one yeah, of my, yeah, he's good, he's fun. He's one of my favorite character actors. He can do comedy, action, horror. he's just always a funny guy to show up in movies, yeah, and he is so so good in this movie like his well, fanboying out about these people he meets is so delightful he's it really so is good there actually that is the one one thing that i would say about this movie that like did own is that it's very funny yeah like, like i don't i think unhesitatingly like the there are some very very funny uh things in it and he is definitely one of them um i it reminded me a lot of deadwood uh, which I love. Yeah, but Deadwood has like a newspaper writer who's also very funny. Yeah, it's almost like Deadwood was wildly influenced by Unforgiven. <laughs> <laughs> almost like that. It's, yeah, yeah. It's almost like they saw Unforgiven and were like, "I bet we can get a show out of this." Yeah, that's very true. Um, um, yeah. So okay, so those are some of the people in it. Let me tell you the story in case you have not seen it. It's the 80s. Cool, right? Big hair. No, it's the 1880s. It's <laughs> shitty cowboy time. Everyone smells bad. And two especially shitty cowboys, one of them with a little tiny dong, um, gets mad at a prostitute for laughing at his wee wee wee. 
and uh, uh, slashes her face. And then because he's a man, goes pretty much unpunished. So the other prostitutes at the billiard parlor, parlor, they pool their money. That's pool. That's joke. They pool their money, oh. and uh, they they put out word on the street that anybody who kills those two cowboys will get a thousand dollars in eighteen eighties money, which is like thirty grand today. So it's is a good little pot of money. That's a good amount. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, it's kind of like that million dollar bowling tournament in Kingpin, but you know, fucked up. So uh, that's the inciting incident. Everyone wants to come to this town get their money. Um, all the assassins are coming out of the woodwork, and and some of those are like uh mean british men and then some of them are like the underdog assassins like this half blind kid who recruits clint eastwood to come out of retirement and he in turn recruits also retired morgan freeman and um both of them seem a little old to have only been out of the game for like seven years or whatever they said um but <laughs> hey man those look fucking western miles on their those face are, you right. know you well, look you these guys 36 i don't know if you knew yeah, that I mean, the- they they were both established as literally like being drunk Every day yeah. for like twenty years, living in no sunscreen, no lotion. <laughs> such a good Western point. Sun. Actually, that's a really good point about the drinking too. Is that as far as like because like things that this is responding to in other westerns, the volume of whiskey people drink and are unaffected by it in most westerns is very high. Yeah. And uh, these guys, they drink whiskey and it has long term consequences. Um. Okay, so they go off and they're like, so the three of them, the three like underdog assassins set off. Um, but the sheriff, uh, our sheriff, who doesn't like punishing men, um, it turns out really has a thing about assassins, which is like such a funny way of, of all the that. things you're like really pissed off about. You know what like, I hate? <laughs> There's That's only one thing in this world yeah. I don't like, and it's professional and it's, assassins. <laughs> it's kind it's of like, a kid's like, like, my like ears. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I, I don't like dinosaurs. Yeah, the, the, of course you don't like assassins. No one likes assassins. That's the point. But anyway, um, so do these... like assassins though nowadays, like you'd watch a movie about an assassin. We could kind of, you know, right? Yeah, that's Leon? true. Leon? I, like, I like Keanu Reeves is pretty good. I think I'm going to say we, we generally like assassins. I think that's what's changed. Yeah, they're generally yeah. heroes now. Yeah. 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 You know what? I think people who kill people are bad that's yeah. my thought yeah, yeah. i i'm i think I, i'm gonna i'm gonna cancel you if you're an assassin oh. i'm canceling you assassins i'm I tweeting you. about murderers yeah. and i'm gonna get them known about and we I'm will anti. cancel them yeah. anti-murderers um so anyway so the sheriff beats up the british guy for being an assassin and then when uh old clinton eastwood shows up he too gets a little beaten because he's old and not very good at this but his two friends get away and together they managed to kill one of the two cowboys, but unlike in the good and the bad, the ugly, we're killing people. It's like, chill. This kind of sucks. The, it, they, the guy who gets killed really hates it, and so yeah. they in turn not a fan. Don't like it, yeah. and uh, he, so it, I mean that like something I really like about the movie that he's you know he was like there and partly responsible, but he also tried to stop his friend once he realized what was going to happen. He tried to give the girl a horse. Uh, he definitely felt the worst out of all the people involved. Right. And he absolutely has the worst, most agonizing death of anybody yeah. in this movie. It's yeah. like, the fact the that the, yeah, the person who's like, has slightly bit of a demon, like the fact, like it's just, it's a really interesting way this movie deals with violence and the consequences of it. And like this guy who obviously did something that like deserved punishment. I mean, this movie is, is really great. Uh, like one of those great themes is like proportionality. And like the way punishment needs to fit the crime, and the way that mm-hmm. like once violence gets involved, there is no more proportionality; it is just escalation. Uh, right. But the fact that this one character gets such an agonizing death when he is really the one person who like deserves something, but it certainly wasn't that. You yeah. know, yeah, it's just it's good. Yeah, it's at good. that point, it really feels like violence is not the answer. That might get muddy later. Yeah. So then um, Morgan Freeman decides he doesn't like killing anymore. He doesn't want to get canceled. So he decides to not be an assassin. Um, he leaves town, but not fast enough because oh, sheriff catches him and uh, and tortures him to death. And that really upsets Clinton. So Clinton, like he walks back into that bar and he kills everybody and then gets away with it. He, well, hold up. Hold up. He doesn't, just, money. he doesn't just kill everybody. He transforms into a different guy that you yes. have not seen in this movie yes, at all. He, right, he, he starts drinking. 
yeah, drinks yeah. and he's Superman's. Yeah, his he's, just whole attitude is it's like he's a he it's like he becomes possessed by a demon and then is just a completely different character. The way some people think drinking helps their bowling, drinking actually helps his killing. Like he becomes superhero level shooter um immediately and just like 50 guys pointing guns and he's like that's not enough for me. All those people I, I don't maybe, interpret don't shoot it. Also. Yeah, that, yeah, a lot well, of them don't shoot. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and they're gets bad away with it. it. He just shoots everybody, walks okay, out of the bar, gets a thousand dollars, and then moves to San Francisco. And that's I the think movie. I see this movie as a little creepier than you, Alex, because <laughs> I saw this movie as like that. I thought it was really hilarious and quite charming that Clint Eastwood decided to have a movie where he can't get on a fucking horse yes. at all yeah. to save his life. He's crawling around in the dirt, getting his butt kicked. It's like the opposite of what you see somebody like Steven Seagal doing, you know, yes. in their older years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. if The Rock's contract was like, I'm allowed to get punched as much as you want. Right. Had, and then had some of these revision ones, like, right, where it's like, so I, I think this, you know, it probably informs like Last Action Hero and like Logan right. and like the current Obi-Wan where it's like, let's see the dude, but like not being the dude anymore. Right, um, not not really being the hero. However, I would argue that the way this movie ends is not that he gets away with it. It's that he is a scary freak and will never fully recover from his scary freakedness. No, I mean, well, like he just his goes to San Francisco and he's fine. I I don't think that's what the movie's meant to leave you no. with. I think the movie's like final <sighs> moment of like showing you that wide shot of the field and giving you the text again and then it just slowly fades away is spookier. I got a spooky tone and yeah. vibe so from this it. Is what I wanted, this is what I was really hoping to get out of this because my feeling was like, like I, I was getting the revisionist part of it and I really thought that was interesting and I feel like the violence is not glorified the morality is complicated. Every act of violence begets more violence and never solves anything. It feels very interesting and it all has lasting consequences on people. And then it do, it felt to me, and I know that I'm wrong and stupid, but it felt in that moment like, oh, but sometimes if you're really good at it, violence does solve everything. Killing is fine. You get away with it. It's like oh. largely like no consequences. It's bloodless. Like it's become sterile again. He just blah, 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 but, gets the money. And uh, it's like, I mean, oh, he seems cool because he still loves his wife. And then the final thing mm -hmm. is like, the text is like, don't forget. He really liked his wife. And so I, I mean, that's felt like what just the a weird record scratch there. That's and materially, the you're right. Materially, yeah. you're completely right. He does get away with it. But what do we learn about him in the end? Like getting to see him. I mean, he's literally riding a pale horse. He is like death itself. Yeah. He's not cool. Like it's like it's scary. It's weird. The way that the scene is depicted, it's not shot. Like, it's not like Sergio Leone. It's not like. It, this is a cool gunslinger guy. He just walks into a bar like a freak and is just standing there with a gun in his hand. It's yeah. it's cut awkward. It feels strange. And then, yes, he gets away with it. I think there that's the movie being honest is that, yeah, you can be this and you can get away with it. You can be the devil, but you will always be the devil. You will never, yeah. ever fully recover from being a monster. Well, also, and I think, and I think that's, that that's a wise place for the movie to leave off. I'm not the, sure I agree with that, but it is where what the movie feels. I feel like the joke I made at the beginning about like, I mean, I, I honestly think that final confrontation between him and Bill is like some of the sharpest written movie dialogue that's ever been yeah, in the script. Yeah. It is. It's incredibly curt. It's very, very short. They don't say a lot, but that that simple line, I don't deserve this deserve ain't got nothing to do with it is what this movie is about. Right. Mm -hmm. That that is like what this character getting away with it. This is a guy who has now gotten away with it twice, right? Once when he first left to have his wife, he gets a happy ending. He gets pulled back in, falls back into the bottle, and then he gets away with it again, right? And it's like the fact that it's like kind of unfair and fucked up that this guy gets to do that is like that's like the point of it. Life is and violence is chaotic. It there is no deserving. There is no good guys went out, bad guys die. It is just sometimes people get away with it. Sometimes they don't. But deserving it has nothing to do with it. Curbing no, balance no doesn't weigh it. down on people, right? It is like once you uncork this bottle, this is just what's going to happen. And the way that Wait. like dialogue is delivered, it's just it's so fucking good. I Go My only problem with that is I feel like with Sergio Leone, 
Deserve also has got nothing to do with it. Some of those guys just don't. Most of those guys who get shot don't deserve it. And it, right. like it is chaotic and it turns out fine for the people we like. And it feels like <laughs> like if your point, if, if the if the hinging of the morality of this movie is the editing is a little weird and you have to get this biblical reference of his horse being this color. That's just a little bit, a little bit subtle for me for not feeling like he's a superhero and he rules at the end. Put the final scenes of the good, the bad and the ugly and unforgiven next to each other side by side in your mind. One of those is depicted with like, a you know a booming score and like these intense close-ups and like the editing is just building the moment as if you are supposed to be on your feet as you're as if you're not even supposed to watch it sitting down you're just just supposed to be so blown away by these images and the other is just clint eastwood just walks slowly into a bar and just stands there with a gun in his hand and everyone's like oh what are what are what's going on here and, and also, like, in Good, Bad, and the Ugly, like, the, the shootout in the town with Angel Eyes guys, right? The movie implies those guys absolutely deserve it. They're working right. with Angel Eyes. They're bad guys, right? Yeah. That is, like, something that this movie does really well is, like, I, one of the reasons why I love Gene Hackman's performance in this is, like, he's the villain, but he's not really, like, that bad of a villain. Like, he's, he's like a bad a person. He thinks he's yeah. doing the right thing, though. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He is. He reminds well, me... Because his whole... Sorry, uh, just to add to that, oh. to agree with you, is also one of the funniest parts of the movie, but is a... Like, his metaphor is that he's... In the whole movie, he's building a house, and he sucks at building a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't realize hilarious. It. The whole movie, he's like, I'm building a house. This is the most important thing I do. I am the one to do this. And everyone's like, I mean, secretly, not a good carpenter. And then it's like pouring rain through the holes in the roof. And he's like, what do you mean the carpentry's not good? I'll kill you. So, like, yeah, that is clearly his sheriffhood as well. That he is like, I'm the sheriff. I'm building a moral town. And then he's actually terrible at it. Yeah, I and think if way- it wasn't played for laughs, I would actually hate that detail. I would regard that as being too on the nose. But the right, fact but that it's, it is funny, a funny thing that he yeah. can't take the, yeah. any any criticism of his house and he'll kill you if you mention it. But it yeah, does. Yeah. All the sh- other sheriffs are like, yeah, it sucks. I mean, he gets away with I mean, it. He also like. He's he's a guy who talks about like morals and the hating assassins, but like the only time he ever does violence to people is after he's on um them. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, that's a big part. He takes away people's weapons, their ability to defend themselves, and then he beats the shit out of them. Right. Like that's his thing. Like that's the type of person he is. He's the type of guy who will like criticize uh the Duke of Death, the Duck of Death. Yeah. Uh, English Bob for telling stories and exaggerating, right. and then he'll and lie then about everything. His own too. thing, right? Like it's just like he's such a fascinating villain, uh, yeah. he's, and he's like really interesting. The way like the the like the writer, the Saul Rubik Rubinick character is like is that, uh, the way these stories propagate and the way like people tell them, but like the the fact that this movie within itself tells revisionist western stories like the scene when he's talking about two guns at the in the prison cell is essentially what this movie is doing as a whole in one scene it is a character going no that's not how it actually was let me tell you what this was actually about um yeah it's just like really interesting meta super interesting and it feels like a more modern version of it that's got a little bit of modern sensibilities and it's got bits of this but it like and I, I see your point about the swelling score and everything, but it does feel like he's still a bit superhero like at the end. He still is magic. His gun is magic at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he does the impossible. He I kills mean, a yeah. room full of people. I, yeah, I, I get that. I just interpreted it more here. And no justice right. happens yeah. to him. And the idea that his justice is he has to know that he sucks. Like I don't. I, I, that's not enough for me. I, well, all right, I so, like so, it. It's ambiguous. Jumping on it though, uh, like yeah. I think the thing that happens after the, like after like when he enters from when he enters, I think the um, uh, like enters and starts killing basically the 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 saloon, like we lose our psychological insight into him. Like we don't really get another I think like close up when he leaves and stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. so basically we had like sort of like this idea of like oh this is actually what's going on. We see like the weight of it, and I think it's not that it goes away; it's just that we lose that. Uh, window into him basically from then on right so like you could have the same thing you add in one shot where it's just a shot of his face basically and you kind of have an idea of what's going on inside we just don't get that shot hmm. uh, uh, again right and so you understand that oh 
if we had that, we'd understand, yes, this is a weight he's going to carry with him the rest of his days. Uh, we don't get that anymore um, because maybe it's not there at this point. Maybe the mask is still up, right? Because he's, right. he's drinking. He's not really there. Um, but I, I think it's like it's more that we as the audience member just we don't get to see into him anymore. Uh, and that's kind of the interesting thing about most of his movies. We, we get to see into the cost of it, um, whereas we haven't probably in past like sort of heroic Westerns. And you I mean, you hear him throughout the whole movie talk about how much he regrets what he did and how much he doesn't remember. There's like the great scene when him and Morgan Freeman are like trying to sleep. And he's just like, remember that guy? It's really fucked up what I did to that guy, right? He's like yeah, yeah. clearly yeah. so clearly haunted grappling with it from the beginning, right? And like, I think that like he he obviously regrets what he was, but you have to remember this is a guy who's like this. He's like a true antihero in this movie. He's been a bad guy longer than he's been a good guy, right? He was a good guy for a very very short amount of time through like the first two thirds of this movie. And at the end, he has to go back to being like the bad person he was. Right? It kind of right. goes into that like none of these people are actually heroic. None of them are good. None of them like get what they deserve or have any kind of fair justice. It is just like this is just the you know, what the Wild West is like for these types of stories and these types of characters. You know, it's yeah. Okay, good. So we're gonna start moving towards the exit because Hunter's gotta go. Although you've stopped being sarcastic, so I I think maybe you're not in as big of a hurry as you want. Maybe another thing, maybe panic time. <laughs> well, hey, we got we got into the meat of the episode, so I was I was relieved when we got there. Okay, well, we're gonna. I guess this is the last little bit of meat. This is the slop uh, sloppy end of the meat. Uh, I don't know what how like. it works, buddy. Um. So we. Uh, okay. So what's like a? I guess what my question for you guys is like: Is there a further a movie that pushes this idea further into the revisionist that you like a lot. Hmm. Is there something else that you think really does nail this kind of the part of the world that you like? That's interesting here. I mean, I think the, to me, the closest movie that kind of compare this to that works really well is like no country for old men. And I mm -hmm. think that like Mundy as a character, especially when he starts drinking, is very similar to Anton Chigurh, and like that's why he's able to come in. It's like once he unleashes that, uh, you know, goes down that bottle, unleashes that demon, he becomes a force of nature. He becomes right. this unstoppable force that is like more, you know, something that just realistic odds cannot stop because yeah. he's now Actually, I represents something more than that. You know, Anthony, it makes sense because that like that movie, I feel like in a very, for me at least, unsatisfying way, breaks narrative structure as well. Uh, whereas this is still kind of, it's like, this is still like, you want to recognize it as a story, whereas like the ending of No Country for All End, it's like, this is like, it doesn't fit tidally into like into what you think is like, this is how a story should go. Um, yeah, exactly. So I, very yeah, I, I also way. found No Country for All Men to be pretty unsatisfying, but um, I, I was called stupid for that, so I don't... <laughs> We've done that on the. You can go back on the show if you want to hear Anthony and Hunter dogging me for not liking that movie. But I hey, really, like we've dogged yeah. on you for that. I'm not, I never remember us talking about that movie. We talked about that. Yeah, the, one of the earlier was season four, maybe the first. We instead of news, we would talk about other things we've watched, and I watched that with my wife, and we didn't like it. And you oh. guys were mean about it. Um, I could probably dig up the Does episode. I like them. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I. One thing that I look for in a Western now is I just want it to be dirty. I don't trust because one of it, like that's one of the things that's weird about that romanticized version of it is when they're just yeah. like. And I, one thing I loved about this is that they were like, "Man, sleeping out here sucks," <laughs> and it's like, "Yeah, sleeping in the dirt is like real crappy when you've yeah, gotten used to horrible. a bed." And so I like a Western where, like, one of the things I love about Deadwood is just how muddy the streets are because yeah, yeah. everyone's throwing their piss spot out the window in that like old uh, old west towns the streets were so disgusting and that are, are you just, saying that you like when they have much of a rind on them like you get to touch their face and like, <laughs> i i do like a lot of riding on it i mean i have actually one of the things watching this is i was like because also around la are the billboards for the new season of westworld and i am not I, like i didn't realize they were still making it and i i hung out longer than anyone i know watching that show and the idea that it's still happening without me is so strange but I did like a lot of the first season of that. And, and I liked when watching something like this. I'm like, if there is like a Disneyland Old West where you don't 
I don't want to do the shooting thing or having sex with robots, but where you just go on a side quest with a prospector to go help him get some gold or you like stand off the banditos or something. That would be a totally fun park. I don't like the shooting and the sex part, but I, I kind of liked the idea of Westworld. For, it made me want to go hang out in Westworld from this and like also think about how that show could have been great and then wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love Deadwood though. I'm a huge fan of Deadwood. Though. I've seen some of Deadwood. I think I would really, really like it. I just don't. Have, I never have time for a TV show ever in my life. So. <laughs> it feels like an undertaking. It feels like a, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna settle in for Deadwood now. Right. But I know I would love it. I know it I would. would. And it flew by for me. And also just like HBO character actors. Like there's nobody yeah. better. That show has just some of the best little bits of acting. And and the things that they did. The things like the mud in the street is really cool and interesting. And also the the swearing is really interesting. Um, which I know is not, I'm not the first one to notice, but like the way they wrote modern swear words that are out of place, because if they said the real swear words, like dad gummit was like dirty at the time. Yeah. And said it now you'd sound like Yosemite Sam. So they're trying to get you the feel of it instead of the right. actual words. Translation right. Here, right. Yeah, exactly. Translate like updating it to make it feel now is really cool. Okay, great. Last thoughts. Now we have to move on. It is time to rank unforgiven from 1992 in the list of the 21 best films of all time of season five. So, Anthony, you always like to start with this, so I'm going to give you a quick recap. The top five films of season five are the third, in order, The Third Man, number two, Edge of Tomorrow, Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest, and The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Where does this fall? Also, just to keep you interested, um, the bottom five are Hard to Be a God, PJ, Soylent Green, A Girl with Character from 1939, which we watched without knowing the dialogue, and The Transformers, the movies, the worst movie of all time yeah. of season five. Where do you Can put you those? give me six through ten real quick? Oh, I should also, yeah, I should also add that the quality line is around 13, which is like Princess Diaries is around the cutoff. After that, it gets a little bit wonky, and above that, we kind of liked stuff. Second five are Batman, 1988-1989, Apollo 13, Michael Clayton, out of sight and battleship Potemkin. Where this is definitely is... better than Apollo 13. I think this oh, yeah, has yeah, to yeah. be above sure. Apollo 13. For sure, this for is sure. above Apollo 13. Um, that seems like half of us agree on that. I mean, I, yes, this, but this also, list this is, is so hard for me. for me. Like every time you read this out, I'm like, I, I it's so <laughs> it's really different hard. from what mine would be that I can never figure out where I want to place anything. I know, actually. but but I do think it's actually like pretty good representation of the four of us as an opinion and so if you just trust four's yourself a lot. four is a lot of people though i know but trust your gut and i think this will it right. does tend to average out i am gonna I, I will say i've been a coward about this and you guys haven't called me on this one thing you've never called me on but i'm gonna okay, point it out myself which is i almost always go last and it's a little bit cowardly. Yeah, yeah right so i will go first on this which i think this is um below michael clayton and above out of sight i think this is ninth okay the ninth. My, my feeling okay um, I'm going to give this uh, number three for me mm, behind edge of tomorrow above eternal sunshine. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because of how mishmashed things are for me. I can either go too high or too low. And I feel yep. like going too high on this one. Right. Is it because I went too low? Or are you trying to compensate? Nope. Okay. No, I was going to say, I was actually going to say number two. And then when you Ooh. said number nine, it actually kind of talked me into lowering it a little bit. Oh, Cause number two, would I do be feel a bad because I, I, I generally t trust Jay's opinion. And so I feel bad, but I liked it more I disagree than with Jay. I disagree with you. I have yeah. no, no problem saying so. Well, and also I would say, I, I think Hunter, you have done a good job of talking me towards it. Um, cause I was like pretty low on this before this, but you've talked me up. Uh, Ezra. Um, okay. I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it right under Batman, I guess. One worse than Batman. All right. So seventh, above the greatest movie of all time, Apollo 13. Yeah, I think that's very important for me. To yeah, put yeah, it there. Yeah. But, but also, important. I, I, I like this all over map, but I think I'm going to say in terms of like, I think above that, that starts to be the, I'm going to start, I'm, I'm recommending other people should watch this right now. I guess the other ones where it's like, guys, you got to check out this, right? If you haven't. I, I know. And I think that's a, that's a, mis that's a mistake. And the main reason is because it just preferences more recent movies and movies you haven't seen um whereas apollo 13 if you had if no one had seen apollo 13 and you just watched it, you'd be like everybody has to see this movie well, i'm also including like 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 caleb for example in this right so like it's like hey caleb i want you to see like this uh like right now and so i'm i'm i think you Batman, think caleb needs to watch this the prostitute slashing movie over apollo 13 no i don't think he needs to watch either of those i think batman is where you start <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen right. Batman, well, you should check Batman out. All of these out. are wackadoodle opinions. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, get this finished for us. 
<laughs> I'm going to say this movie is one behind Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I oh, think it's probably a superior film to Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. But from a like a film craft and visual and scale thing, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is more impressive to me, and it's much more of an enjoyable watch. Right. Yeah, so, I think that, I that think is definitely how I felt. Like, even if it's morally less good or morally yeah. more good than the Good and the Bad and the Ugly, the filmmaking in the Good and the Bad and the Ugly is so sweeping and interesting and and influential. And this is like, I feel like it's fine in a lot of those parts. I don't know. Um, okay, so that gives us a six point two five average, which means Unforgiven from nineteen ninety two is the official seventh best movie of all time of season five, behind Batman and ahead of the greatest movie ever made, Apollo thirteen. I do kind of want to like push us if i get a chance towards watching something like shawshank redemption just to hear you guys go like well it's like nine for me it's way below yeah just just it's not, it's not greatest Why things shawshank of all redemption? time just to hear you say that they're they're uh worse oh my than gosh Wait, guys, it's probably impossible for us to ever get to a one we'd have to like you uniformly agree basically right yeah it's harder and yeah, harder that's how the system works that is true. That's a flaw in our ad, on our we average. We have, have a unanimous one where we all vote one, and not a single person can vote two because otherwise should, it gets rounded up to oh two. Oh man, we should do like a re-ranking at some point at the very end to see if it's possible. I would like to see our own rankings against each other. Wait, that's a good point. So I'm doing everything. I'm just ignoring the remainder. If you're six point two five, you're you're above six. Should that round down to being number six? Yeah, there should be rounding down Maybe and rounding six, up. Yeah, otherwise. as a five. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, it's too late for this one, one, but that's possible in the future. We'll re yeah. revisit this in future maths. <laughs> okay, right. I don't think we've had any close calls in that way. Like, there's probably some movies that would have well, benefited from that a little bit, but six not two five is pretty low as a low six. Okay, um, the next thing we had to do really quick it's business time, you guys. So we just finished our fifth round. That means we're entering the sixth round of Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse, which means it is time to redraw for our next round. Which means it could be anybody picking next. Um, so we, let me get my little thing here. Okay. So I am going to pick who is in position one. Anthony Lopez. God damn uh, it. That's three never in a row, me. Anthony. Never, I never get to go first. You have gone first. I've never gone first. I've gone first. I can't you were believe. First in week three. Ezra was I've first been... first. Anthony, this is Anthony's fourth out of six. I can't believe I have been so lucky. A fix is in. I mean, I'm doing it in an actual, I think, legitimate way. All right. Number two is me. I've been number two before. Um, I'll, that'll be last. Ezra and Hunter. And it is Ezra. Man, Hunter. Last again. I think, Hunter, you'd rather be fourth than, than third, though, right? Because if you're fourth, yes. you get a 25% chance. It is it is actually second. more advantageous. And on, on round three, you did wrap around. So you got to go Hunter, Hunter. You, um, you're the only person who's done that so far. Um, all right. New order. Anthony, Alex, Ezra, Hunter. Man, I, I mean, what are the odds? Like one and eight? Um, okay. Uh, I will. Just, let me just give you some suggestions, Anthony. Here's the best move you could do right now. Travel via Morgan Freeman to March of the Penguins, because then the game's <laughs> over, because there's no oh, one else yeah. in that movie. So oh, unless yeah. one of those penguins it's showed up in another movie, the game breaks. I thought about um, the game out, or yeah. Anthony. <laughs> I thought about that, but I have a question for you guys. I need, yes. to, get, I need to get you guys' opinion on something. Mm -hmm. Is... Okay. <laughs> Is 13... Basically 14. What? Wow, yeah. this is a little bit. Would, would you guys? Would, uh, no, we no, no, we're going to need a con. We're going to need. There's too many ways this, that I could. No, I, am I going to get in trouble for this? No, I just have a question. Is 13 and 14 a basically the same number? Correct? Not if you're talking about ages. No, yeah. I know that. I know that. I know that. I'm just in saying. Case you're trapping us into something. No, I'm just saying. If you have 13 or something, and someone was like, "I got 14 or something," you would be like, "We basically have the if same." You had amount 13 toes or 14 toes? I'd say that's kind of a not a material difference anymore. No, no, yeah, I'm saying. I'm saying. Yeah. If okay, <laughs> but if someone was like, "I got 13 dollars," and you were like, "Well, I mean, I got 14 dollars," we basically have the same amount of money. All right, right? sure, I, money, money. We would all agree. Clearly, I, I gotta say, yes, I'm so curious how this is gonna be. So this is much more interesting. We have yes. a similar amount of money, but just, if you did that, you would be such a dick. If, I know. I killed I'm just saying, told you that 13 dollars, and you were like, "Well, I've got 14." 
But I know. I'm just saying, though. I'm just saying. Can we all agree (laughs) that 13 (laughs) is basically 14, right? I'm I'm willing to do it. You are willing to do it? Where are you going with this? I'm freaking out. Just me. I'm losing my mind. I don't trust you. What are you doing? What are you doing? I need unanimous agreement. I need a unanimous agreement that 13 is basically 14, right? No, I can, I can no. that from all of you? No, no I mean, agreement. Come on. Come I do on, not Hunter. agree. No. Okay, well, well if you believe not. it this strongly, I think you can do it without Hunter. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Because my point is, I got a power code. Yeah, uh-huh. I figured. That is <laughs> moving by a, within the same budget. Size uh, budget. Uh, and this movie... Has a fourteen million dollar budget, mm. and this is another movie I've been trying to get to for a while. Uh, directed by a little filmmaker called David Cronenberg, no, starring oh Jeremy Jones, that has a thirteen million dollar budget. Oh dear, no. that's damn close. But yeah, so I'm. I think okay, so. Here's what I'm going to do: a million dollars, no, and I would probably notice a million dollars missing. No, no, no. But so, thirteen so, is basically fourteen. You said okay. it yourself. Well, but you said if you had thirteen dollars and someone had fourteen, I would say that's basically the same. But if you said thirteen million and someone had fourteen million, I'd be like, well, that's a million different. Yeah, but we're we're not. Let's not get tight. Okay, so I here's my question. For, okay, first thing you're gonna do, Anthony, read me the exact wording of the power card. Yeah, let's hear it. Move via budget size. <laughs> oh, so it doesn't really say the same. Ourselves. It could be moved by a different budget size. I guess. <laughs> so okay, so my gut says like ten percent is a margin of error for like a similar budget. Um You're under that, man, for sure. So if it was four well, if it was thirteen and fourteen point three, so that would make it ten percent of thirteen million would be one point three million. So is it what are the exact budgets? Uh yeah, there we go. I, oh, I hated this, for, and now I love it because you need to look up the exact budget. Oh, I also like inflation. That's an important question. I think you have to adjust for inflation. So you know, it's hard to get the exact thing. It is fourteen point four but... million. Was is uh, what I got for Unforgiven? Fourteen point four. No. Dead Ringer. It just says thirteen million. It doesn't say okay. What the exact number? Dead Ringers is 88. So yes. it's actually worth a little bit more. Okay, yeah. so here we'll compare it. Uh, so. Hmm. Okay, so we got 13 million and 88. Hmm. That's right. All right. So, no, mess it up. So, so 14.4 million in 1992 dollars is worth $25.6 million today. Okay. okay, and then thirteen million dollars in nineteen eighty-eight dollars, thirty-two point eight. So thirty-two, thirty-three million. Um, so y'all, y'all, adjusting yeah. for inflation is going to make this card impossible to use. What? No. What? No. Things are I still mean, numbers still happen twice. No, but <laughs> but you're <laughs> adding you're adding a useless extra bit of math to do on top of you get what i'm saying like it's you could just not adjust for inflation and it would be like the same deal as far as mechanically how the card works okay so we're just adding an arbitrary yeah. thing on top of no, it I, I think well it's right, not I mean, arbitrary. It's, the numbers are meaningless without adjusting it you because you don't know what those numbers actually mean but here's what i would say so my answer to this is if you according to my calculations it's a little different than yours from my Inflation calculator as mine says uh, that, maybe that's the reason not to use it. Well, I I don't know if we just typed something wrong, but anyway, twenty five point six million versus twenty seven million. I would say that is well within ten percent because ten percent of that would be two point five million, and this is uh, less than that. This is a little like one point eight million. So okay. I'm going to say my vote, and we can do this by there's there's four of us, so we can do this by vote, and it might break even but we'll see what happens um so uh the tiebreaker will be whoever wants it more so the my vote is yes this is fine my vote this is the, this is within 10 percent, which i think is a fair reading of that card well hey um, guess what, Hunter, what i was already sold before you adjusted for inflation <laughs> my answer right. Anthony, is you yes. think it's good i assume yeah all right we're gonna give it to you you're gonna travel via budget size 
I, I think David it's Cohen, These are both Dan small budget. Ringos. Yeah, I think that is. Yeah. These are both not massive. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you, Alex. It's kind of why I suggested Unforgiven to you. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, this is a long, long play. You yeah. played him. How you, dare you? I, mean, you? I couldn't do anything, and I didn't have a backup pick. It was, was be boring, so it was a reasonable play. It depended on me getting first again, which I did not think was possible. Couldn't be right? possible. Who would have known the odds? Yeah, but it worked. This is my first play this whole game to actually try and get points yeah. and try to win something. And you're uh, going to not share them with anybody either. You're you could just share with me. Yeah. Um, you don't have to. If you don't, um, this will put you into a commanding lead, which yeah. is interesting. But yeah. so next I think, week, we have, I don't want to watch this. Next week, we have to watch Dead Ringers. I oh, really guys, think next week. Watch. <laughs> yeah, I think I might be busy that day. Oh, no. Well, 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 I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. I think you guys will like this movie. I've heard it's very, very good. I have not seen it. I've always wanted to see it. I've been kind of on a Cronenberg kick with this new movie coming out recently. So I'm excited to knock this one off the list. This is about identical twin gynecologists, both played by Jeremy Irons. Yeah, buddy. I don't want to yeah, watch buddy. this, Anthony. Usually I'm when Jeremy Irons shows up, it's not... It's not a feel-good movie. So I'm not, <laughs> I do like Jeremy Irons, um, but he's yeah, yeah he's, he's usually up to no good. <sighs> I don't like it. Um, ugh, okay, all right, well, that's what we're doing. Um, King next. Love that. That's fun. Yeah. Well, so when actually, you guys love this, I will take my apology in writing. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Um, I do want to say, actually, since I hate this idea, um, I also don't want to watch Ezra's movie. And we got a, a suggestion from Paul, longtime uh, friend of the show, Paul, who says, uh, I'm, uh, I would like you to do Endgame as a watch party with some listeners. Ooh. I, don't know if, I don't know how to do this, but I'm just the idea guy. So what do you guys think? Would it be because it's on Disney Plus, right? I assume. Yeah. And Disney yeah. Plus has like a watch together feature. I it assume. does. Does it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I did does. a quick Google and it says it does. Um, I think oh, everybody cool. rolled them out mid-pandemic, so I assume everyone yeah. does. But so, I, and I've never tried to do those in big groups. But so we could have a like watch together Disney Plus stream where we went on Twitch and we were like, "Here's the link to watch the movie with us," and then hit go, and then we all watch this together. Um, I don't want to watch it, and I do feel like the move that that watch will mostly be like, "Oh, look, you can watch Avengers." Endgame and also a smaller screen where Alex seems bored. I like that. I, feel I don't know if that's a great experience for people, but I'd be willing to try well, it. All I know is that by the time we get to Endgames, you're going to wish you were watching Dead Ringers. <laughs> <before. So. laughs> I mean, or I mean, my feeling is because at least Endgame is not a horror movie, so actually it might be very much the opposite, where the whole time I'm watching Endgame, I'm thinking like, well, maybe, maybe uh, Dead Ringers was not so bad. Ugh, I don't want to do it. You guys, why about couldn't this. you pick fun things? This is very good for me, actually, because Jeremy Irons, turns out, has has been in a Chinese film. So there's no I way. know what I want the next person to do. Look, there's no way this is getting to you and staying in that, <laughs> staying, staying I, that I, Well, I beg to differ, because if, if I'm looking at a movie right now where the cast is Jeremy Irons and then only uh, no actors that will lead back to Hollywood. So there I'm you pretty go. sure I think that Ezra might be pointing out that he is before you. Yeah, right. Before uh, Ezra, we have no reason. We're we've healed. All right, we're buddies again. I don't remember this. I remember some. I remember we. I remember pulling our money together. Again. <laughs> this is the best Ezra. part about doing this so slowly Ezra. over many weeks is that Come you can on. say we were in a fight or we've healed, and the other Ezra. person is hard pressed to believe, to know Ezra. whether you're lying or not. Oh, I remember. I remember we giving you a bonus point beforehand, uh, and then after that. We have consistently worked together because here's the thing: I I stab you in the back and you stab me right back, buddy. So even Stevens, How, no hard feelings. I don't remember him stabbing you. I wasn't even here. Uh, you played spaghetti time, and we had to watch. Well, and we had to watch you didn't need to revenge avenge we yourself. Talking yeah. about how we did not want to watch more bro frat boy movies, and Wait, then we had to go into Spaghetti Town. Did, didn't you guys like these? Yeah. But yeah, I'm, but I'm, a, I'm a bro, dude. I'm super broy. All right. <laughs> but think of where we if we had done Rush Hour two, where we would be today. You know, it would be in Wonkar Way territory, and it would be better. <sighs> all we like would have there. to do is put up with Rush Hour two. That's all we would have had to have done. Alex, um, I, I I feel like this is worth saying, Alex. Just so you know, like you realize that you can't get to your movie 
without me winning, right? I don't know what you mean. Okay, no. So our movies share, share an actor. Oh, right. So if I get and, mine, you get yours. And also, I have a power card, as we know about, that will let me switch positions anytime I want. Oh, I so forgot about that. So there's no time, Caleb. Uh, so, uh, Alex, like, if, if you want to ever get to your movie, if you ever want to get to your movie, you will afterwards see Endgame. Right. Um, if you... Right, unless you burn that card. I'm definitely not doing that. Well, or unless someone else has a card about you going Alex, afterwards. So Alex, I, I you're next, somebody, right? Somebody Alex? has a card that suspends one rule. So maybe the rule is that Ezra gets to play a card. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So maybe there's a blocker. Um, yeah, that's, that's cool. Also, Alex, I just pointed, because you're next, right? After yes. Anthony? Yes. Yeah, I just pointed out a movie that would trap us in the Chinese film industry and we would not be able to get out. That's the reason I'm pointing that out, Alex, is so that me and so, you can so work together. Suggest- okay, so your suggestion now, Hunter, enemy. your idea for what I should do on my turn, since I can't get where I want to go from this, probably, although I haven't yeah. seen what the aspect ratio is, or if I get there, I have to watch Endgame afterwards, which is... And a, you don't want to do that, right? Which is a cost. Right? So what you're saying is, instead, I can just force us into Chinese movies, Yep. and there's no escape because that you can't go back with the same actor. Nope, you can't and go back to yeah, Jeremy Irons, and he is the only dude in the movie. I, so that, I love this idea. It would not work based on my power cards, but I love the idea. <laughs> right, because Ezra's just gonna just gonna screw us over. Um, okay, anyway, so next week, uh, Dead Ringers, and then if we do have to watch Avengers Endgame, we'll try to figure out a way to do it on Twitch. I think that would be a fun co-production, maybe with Hunter's Twitch channel or something. Oh, yeah, uh, that'd be fun. We could do that. Um, just so we can save on some setup time. Um, we would get in trouble, but we should do why? it. Uh, oh, I don't your fans would be upset. No, no, no. You can't. You can't broadcast a movie on you Twitch. Would, no, you right? wouldn't see the movie. You you would oh. you'd have the the link to watch together. So if you have Disney oh. Plus, you'd click it, watch it on your TV. It would be you're spanked. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd yeah, yeah, essentially yeah. be recording a, a commentary track. Yeah, exactly. We'd be doing a commentary cool. track live, and you could join us if you wanted. I can't imagine. Anyone would want that, but yeah, they, no, no, they, I'd they do would. it. I'd watch they it with want you guys. It. They want to do that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we can also just do it on YouTube, and then I could do it. But speaking of which, you can still watch uh, uh, all of our new episodes on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash Alex Falcone. You can also find me on TikTok, where you can hear me tell a story that you already know from this show that Anthony told me. Um, <laughs> but you can do it with my face available to it. Um, and if you are listening now, because you came over from TikTok, thank you for getting this far. What a shock! Sometimes they're not this breezy. But Hunter was in a hurry, so let's wrap things up. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back again next week. You can always send us an email, podcast at read-weep.com. And we especially appreciate all of our meat buddies who keep the show going. Metreon.com. Ezra, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, good to be here. I'm glad you were able to make it. Anthony, thanks for the uh, fun chaos. Yeah, I'm glad that all worked out. 13 is 14. <laughs> yeah, kids. Let I the don't like know. it. Thirteen also, is fourteen. Also, I might not watch your movie still, so that's an option that I'm considering. You're I'm gonna just, watch it. It's I might gonna be good. Gonna watch it. Gonna watch it. It's gonna be good. Yeah, gonna How about this? It. You can't. You don't have to watch it, but you have to forfeit your power cards. <gasps> I vote. I vote no, yes for that. I, like at some point, yeah. like if we were playing a board game and you were like, okay, so my next move requires you to be unhappy for two straight hours. That's risk, man. That's that is that's a lot of that's a lot of monopoly. That's a lot of games are like speed that. Or triple speed or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I might watch it, but uh, also be looking at the other screen. Um, that's Transformers possible. the movie, it you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were in such a hurry that we barely talked about the movie, and we've debated rules almost as long as we talked Look about the movie. Is not a it that is my favorite <laughs> episode of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk to everybody next week. Oh, wait, bye, Hunter. I hope you make a good thing on time. Hey, so glad I improved the pace of the show this week. Yo, bye. 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 Bye.